you just caught me reading my brand new book, Twin Peaks Unwrapped. The book, me and my co-host Ben Durant wrote this last year and is now finally out at bluerosebag.com. Supplies are very limited, so you gotta get yours today. This book contains over 100 interviews with cast and crew, community commentary, and of course, us. For example, here are some of the fine folks you'll find in this wonderful book. Krista Bell, Charlotte Stewart, David Patrick Kelly, Jim Belushi, John Neff, Scott Frost, Cheryl Lee, Matthew Lillard, and the one, the only, Kyle McLaughlin. So get your copy today at bluerosemag.com and don't be left out. Now please, I must go back to reading my own book and tending to my fire. Oh, that fire is damn hot. Ooh, my socks are on fire. Welcome to Twin Peaks Unwrapped. I'm your host, Ben Durant, and beside me is... Brian Kozask. How's it going, Ben? Great. Doing good. So we are going to do another show on an interview, a Twin Peaks actor interview. We're going to have the one, the only, John Paracello. Everybody saw him in Twin Peaks The Return, and then he showed up in Barry, which was amazing on Barry. Um, But he played Deputy Chad Broxford, and we all love to hate him. Yes. Um, but he's a sweetheart. He's a sweetheart of a guy. And this interview, it's really insightful because we really talk about his improv days, working on Barry and working with Lynch and mm. the process he went through a- applying the improv and all that stuff he's learned and he does now working with someone like David Lynch and how much he just loved the process and he loved being on set. And But this is a little bit stuff. Outside of the Twin Peaks realm, you're going to hear in this podcast. So it didn't fit in the book. But right. you're, going to, you're going to hear some of the stuff you may have read. And if you have not read it, you got to get it now because supplies are very limited at bluerosemac.com. But John Paracello, man, he is a fantastic guy. He's mm. part of the Twin Peaks family. I have nothing but great things to say about the man. He's just a gentleman. He's a scholar. He's he an all-around great. great guy. 
Yeah, you know, in 2017, we went to the fest, the Washington Fest, and he wasn't scheduled to show up, but he did. And it was like, I think everybody was so excited to see him and, and, and just to be around him and the nicest guy. And we spent a little bit of time with him. And then I think we've said it before. It was so cool that we saw him at the airport, too. And, and uh, yeah, just a really nice guy. Right. And, like, it's, it's weird because he had a mustache and we're like, Who's that? Who's that guy? And then it's like, oh my God, it's Chad. And then we were at the picnic and he's just eating stuff in his face with hot dogs and hamburgers and just chatting with us. Like, like he's just part, you know, he's part of the community and he really fit in so well. He's such a laid back guy. And just talking to him was awesome. And Scott Ryan actually got him on part of the, uh, his little at home stay indoor panel you're right. Um, and he was fantastic on that. So I'm just so happy we get to share this interview we did with him because, I mean, it, it was one of my favorites, uh, definitely one of my favorites uh, during this whole book process. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, and I, I haven't seen all – I don't even think I got to Barry where he came on the show. So I've, I keep meeting to check out Barry just to see his performance. So one of these days uh, on, on my list of shows to watch – that list will always get bigger, Ben. <laughs> you think you think with production stopped that it's going to slow down? But I no, I still have I still have tons and tons of stuff to watch. You know, I look at that list and I go, well, I guess I'll just watch Twin Peaks every <laughs> Friday night at eight p.m. Eastern because Ben Durant cast it from his house, and uh, we all can enjoy it. That is so much fun. Yes, I hope yeah. more people will join us. We At one point, we've had up to almost 40 people on at the same time chatting and watching the show together. And it's so much fun to do that every week. And uh, yeah, we got to keep doing that. So uh, tune in. You know, you'll see information on, on, on Facebook and Twitter about how to get onto cast. It's free. We just have a good old time for a few hours watching Twin Peaks episodes. Yeah. So that all being said, let's, let's go into uh, some John Paracello for you. This is Ben. Oh, that's okay. Yeah, and Brian. Hello, ben. Hi, Ben and Brian. Hey, John. We met. Uh, well, I, we met you at the Twin Peaks Festival a couple in two years, twenty seventeen. Yeah, and we also oh. saw we also saw you in the airport when we were leaving. Too. Yeah, we were t- chatting with you in the airport on the way home. Oh yeah, I remember that. Nice to nice to talk to you again. Yeah, yeah. you too. And it's funny because. I've watched you on Barry, and I've listened to you on uh, the Red Room podcast. So I feel like I—it's like weird. It's like you, you don't seem like a stranger to me. Like I feel like I know you in some weird way. <laughs> well, that all the better. I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh, it's a privilege. So, John, how did you get the role of of Chad, Deputy Chad? There. Um. I am, that's actually kind of a that's actually kind of a deep question. I'm gonna gonna get the car shut and try to answer that with my full focus. <laughs> um, I the the uh, the real answer is is that I don't know how I got it. Yeah. Um, it's quite a mystery. Uh, and as I sort of I guess sort of entered into david lynch's world um on that audition uh i i think it sort of was strange and and not really understandable and it's kind of stayed that way Hmm. um i i got it you know my agent sent me over there 
and they had no idea what I was doing there. And, um, you know, I just went in to see Joanna and Krista Hazar and, uh, and I, I think they, they just put a camera up and they, they said, just pretend the camera is David Lynch and, and, um, he's sitting. So they sat on either side of the camera and they said, just talk about anything that you want to talk about, except, uh, acting in show business, mm-hmm. anything else. And, um, you know, I figured it was David Lynch. So I, you know, and I, and I had, I had known, I had been aware of, cause I'm a fan of the show. So I had been aware that the show had kind of come and was going to happen and then wasn't going to happen and was going to happen. And so, you know, I wasn't surprised that they were, you know, I mean, that was, that was news to me that the show was back on again by being yeah. called in for an audition. But, um, but anyway, so I, you know, I just sort of talked about a dream that I had, um, you know, a while ago when I was younger and they said, well, is there anything else you want to talk about? So I told him another dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> I spent the whole time talking about dreams and, uh, you know, which seems appropriate. Yeah. And, um, and, uh, and then I walked out of the room and, and I'm just sort of, it's a, you know, it's a strange, uh, Calvert studio is a strange little place. You know, it's like a little military barracks or something. And, uh, there was like nobody there. It was almost empty. There was maybe one person at the far end of the building and I'm standing there in this empty waiting room and just shaking my head saying, well, you know, what just happened? Like, what am mm-hmm. I doing here? And, uh, Krista Hazar comes out and said, John, that was great. I'm so glad that you came in. And I said, well, thank you. Like, what am I doing here? <laughs> And she said, oh, well, don't you remember? You, you ca- I was a casting assistant um, a couple of years ago, and you came in to audition for a in, an independent film, and you were playing a bus driver, and you said, welcome to Los Angeles. And she sort of waved her hand like, welcome. She goes, don't you remember? And I said, nope, I do not remember that. Huh. And, she, and she said, well, I did. Uh and so that's I got there because of that sort of uh, because those people, those casting people, are just magical creatures. They mm. they remember things. They're like air traffic controllers or cab dispatchers or something. You know, they just have a, a mind. You know, uh, just a multi layered, three dimensional mind like that. And uh, God bless her. You know. And they knew you were going to be right for Twin Peaks. Well, that's the funny thing is, uh, you know, the funny, the, the, I think I, I think I've joked about this before, but the, the, uh, the idea that, um, you know, that David, David watched me talk about dreams and said, yeah, that's the asshole I'm looking for. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm grateful. I couldn't be more grateful, but, uh, it's just funny to me that, you know, he's, he has, he's very specific. He's not, as, as you learn, you know, knowing him and working with him, he's not, he's not, you know, he's, he's going with the flow, but he's very present and very conscious and his decisions are, you know, very specific. And, uh, he's not, he's not, um, you know, he's sharp, mm-hmm. sharp yeah. guy. Do you remember what your first day on the set was like? Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, my first day on the set, I got, I got sort of, um, you know, I got picked up at the airport and it, and it was, I had to go immediately to the set. I don't remember why, but I, 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 you know, had my suitcase with me and instead of going to the hotel, you know, the hotel was far away. So, you know, I'm in the car for like an hour, you know, heading down to into the woods, into those trees, into those uh, magnificent trees. 
and um and we sort of pull up and uh and it's the sheriff's station and uh and i sort of got out of my car and just sort of shaking my head like this is you know amazing and i walk into the sheriff's station and uh the first person that popped their head out was Kimmy Robertson. Mm-hmm. And uh, she said, oh, hello. Hello. Welcome. Who, who are you playing? <laughs> and I said, uh, I'm playing Chad. She says, oh, good. We were just talking about that. We were wondering who was going to play Chad. Here, come over and, and, and meet everybody. And, of course, there was, uh, you know, there was, uh, um, uh, uh, you know, um, Harry was there, you know, uh, mm-hmm. and, and so, so I'm looking at Andy, you know, cause in my mind, it's like, well, you know, there's Lucy and there's Andy and, uh, <laughs> and I'm in the sheriff's station and that's where Lucy sits right there, you know, to my left, yeah. you know, two feet away. And Bob Forster was sitting there. And mm-hmm. so that was of course news to me that, cause I didn't know, I didn't know anything, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and as I, and I go over and I started, you know, after, after a while we're talking or whatever, and then I'm talking about Forster and I look over the corner of my eye and there is, uh, Kyle, and he's got, you know, black contacts in and his hair is all scraggly. And you just have to, you know, you have to remember that I, I have no idea. Nobody did. Nobody had any of that idea about what was going on and about Mr. C any of that stuff. So I'm just like, well, that's Kyle Roth. That does not look like Cooper and uh, what the hell is going on. And he sort of looked at me didn't you know knew that he didn't have any scenes with me and and so he just kind of scurried past me and then i looked over my shoulder at another point and he was you know like on the phone talking to his wife or something about you know groceries or whatever and it was just a very odd you know in the sheriff's station dressed like mr c on a phone call you know talking about mundane things it was uh it's pretty exciting so yeah and then and then of course um you know met sabrina and then David, you know, and there's David, and he, he was very welcoming. Got up out of his chair and, and uh, you know, said welcome. And we kind of, I think we, he signed off on what I was going to look like at that point. Like they sort of propped me up in front of him, and they said, "Well, glasses, no glasses, beard, no beard." And he looked at me and he goes, "Yes for the beard, no for the glasses." You know? <laughs> <laughs> and Chad, Chad was born. <laughs> Love it! Wow. Now, so you've had some back. I mean, your, some of your background is done improv. Did it, the improv at all help you at all in doing Twin Peaks? Yeah, of course. I mean, you know, my that's, uh, improv is uh, where where I come from. That's my, you know, it's my religion basically. Mm. And uh, and and yeah, it 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 does help. It it's um even even if I'm not making things up. You know, David's an improviser. It's mm. it's uh, it, even if you're not making things up, you are comfortable with whatever's going on. I think that's what improv has taught me is that whatever's happening, it's everything's going to be all right. You know? Yeah. And to sort of deal with what deal with what's happening, and not with what I, I intended to happen. You know, mm. sort of letting go of results and and you know what what. And, and being present and open to what really is what's going on. And uh, actually, it was a great example of it. I mean, we, we were, uh, I can't even remember. I, I mean, does it, do, do I, uh, do, do you see me leave the jail cell to, to, to like take the key out of the boot and then yes. you actually see me walk out of the jail cell? 
Yeah, I mean, he wa- yeah, he walks out and he faces Andy, and then yeah. he's gonna come after him with a gun, right? And then he gets stopped by uh, stopped by. Uh, okay, so yeah. so I think there's a whole thing that got cut out where I leave the jail cell, and I go into this um, uh, armor armory room, and I get the gun and the bullets, and I come out of a locker, and I come back out, and that's when I that's when I confront Andy. Hmm. Um, and I think all of that part got cut out, but the point is we had, we were just, we had shot all of that. We had shot me going into that thing. And now all we were going to get was me, uh, fidgeting with the, the lock and hmm. opening the lock and coming out. That was the entire shot. It was, uh, George was the steady cam operator and we, that's all we were supposed to get. And so, you know, I stood up and went over and looked around and opened up the, opened up the, the, um, you know, cell door and, uh, and I didn't hear cut, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, so I just kept going and George kept going. He stayed with me. George and I sort of just unspoken, just kind of kept going. And we opened out, we opened the, you know, the, the, uh, the, the cell door. I left the cell. I looked around, I kept moving. And at a certain point, you know, there's lights and sandbags and, you know, yeah. <laughs> so, we only we went as far as we could possibly go until we're like out the side of the set, and then David yelled "cut," wow. and uh, and he goes, "Oh, that was great! We got a twofer." <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. And that you know, TV, I have a lot of really fond memories of of that uh, of that time in the in the um, in the in the jail, uh, you know, because. Um, that's where, uh, you know, where uh, Jay and, um, and uh, oh, my God, is it Keiko? Who, who played the, um, oh, my God. Yeah, NATO. NATO. What is she going, yeah, NATO? NATO. Yeah, 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 exactly. Where the two of them sort of did that thing that they were doing. Uh, and I, I, had not, I had not been prepped at all that that was going to happen. Huh. So my, my reaction to it was really just amazement. I mean, and it was... Um, you know, my sort of my 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 way of playing Chad. Uh, I mean, one of the sort of things that I had to do because I had to do so many awful things. You know, I had to speak terribly to people that I love and respect, and you know, and and uh, I had to make light of things that were magical to me. And so, so I just sort of kind of decided that anytime I was in wonder or amazement. I would just turn that into annoyance and, you know, anger. (laughs) So I'm just sitting there just listening to the two of them go back and forth. And it was just like a dream. In fact, in fact, I, I really can't, I have no recollection of when the lights were in there and when they weren't, when we were rehearsing, when we were shooting, it all feels like one thing, that whole, that whole uh, shooting, that whole sequence was very, um, very, very sort of dreamlike, you know, very yeah. magical. I hope these pajamas are okay. They've been in my locker since the time that dog got lost in here. They're beautiful, Lucy. Do you remember that night, Andy? Yes, I do. Idiots. You're a joke, Andy. You're no kind of cop. You're no kind of cop at all. No kind of cop at all. You're a very bad person, Chad. Give good policemen a bad name. 
the policeman a bad name. Drunk. Shut up, you fucking drunk. Yeah, it was wonderful. I mean, obviously, after one pass through it, I knew it was going to happen. But the first time I didn't. And, uh, you know, I can see Jay just, you know, and, and, and I can see Nada, you know, uh, w- with uh, that incredible makeup that they that they had on. Um, I guess that was Richard Redfelson that, uh, that did the makeup, but, uh, you know, and Debbie Zoller, obviously, um, that, that makeup and that setup and like, you know, and he was sort of drooling, you know, blood and, and her eyes are, you know, you really didn't have to imagine too much, you know, you're sort of, you're sort of in, you're in that because, because of how sort of good they looked, you know? Yeah. And what was it like? Uh, yeah, you got a lot of scenes with Lucy and Andy, who Kimmy and Harry. How was it play, uh, playing off of them? They're wonderful. I mean, they're just um, just really amazing, wonderful, big-hearted people who I consider friends to this day. And especially since when I arrived on that set, like I told you, I mean, they welcomed me as if I was a part of the deal. You know, I mean, I'm. I sort of felt like I was stepping in, into the television, you know, mm-hmm. I was starstruck and, you know, just, uh, I couldn't believe that I was in the sheriff's station. Those guys, all, all of those guys were just so, so warm and so welcoming and so supportive, really made me feel a part of, of Twin Peaks right away. I don't know if Chad's supposed to be comical, but he is so funny. And like one of my favorite scenes is, uh, I think it's from part uh, 10, where he goes to the, Lucy's desk and it's like, oh, beautiful day. <laughs> the timing that you have, and, and it's just like a slow, nice scene where you, you're there at the desk and then to the, the mailman. And uh, I, I thought you did a great job with that scene. Oh, thanks. The day that we shot that, I, I think that might have been the first thing we shot. And... Uh, he came over to me and said, oh, okay, you know, let's talk about this character. And here's, here's what you need to know about Chad. He's an asshole. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, as an actor, you know, you've, a pers- an asshole doesn't think they're an asshole, right? I mean, yeah. so I sort of like went into my little actor mode or whatever, and I go, oh, you know, well, I'm sure that, I'm sure he kind of, you know, I think he feels like the world owes him something and, you know, he kind of like has been wronged and feels like he deserves more than he respect and he's getting and blah, blah, blah. And David's just like looking at me like a, 
<laughs> like a dog pondering a signpost or something like what the fuck is he saying and then i get i get done talking and he goes no you're an asshole <laughs> <laughs> so so to, to to connect it to what you're talking about so what what was really quite brilliant about that was that it was really just this one knob that he had to turn up and down he is how much of an asshole and it became a sort of a dial like uh so like in that scene we would do a take and then he'd go you know i i think maybe just a little bit more of an asshole john you know let's turn the asshole up just a little bit more. you know maybe let's come back just a little bit from that you know and uh it was just genius in in its simplicity you yeah, know that's awesome Sometimes you don't even have to do anything, and I think you're funny. Just like uh, eating in the conference room, and oh, then that kicking, whole scene. kicking yes. you out and stuff, or kicking a uh, chat out, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's just the the timing and the and, and the humor of, of your character. Oh, thank you. That's very kind of you. I, I, I uh, well, I feel like that's from improv and sketch, and you know, that's a. Uh, I I don't know how that works. I mean, I don't know if I was born with some sort of timing and just kind of that would move me toward, but you're right. I mean, some people have that and some people don't, and some people are better at it and some people are whatever, but, but it was, um, it was very, very easy. That was a very easy job. It mm. was in, very enjoyable, but very easy because it was, um, let's see. I knew so little about what was going on and my direction was very minimal and uh i didn't get any full scripts i didn't even get full scenes wow. i didn't even get i didn't even get full pages i would get a page <laughs> and it would be all redacted like it was uh, coming from congress or something and uh <laughs> and and so but what was very sort of pleasantly surprised because that was unprecedented you know uh, um and 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 is to this day unprecedented you know still still uh, unequaled um mm. What what's very what was surprising about that was that it um, there's a real freedom there's a real freedom to not being sort of burdened and encumbered by a lot of information to just sort of fully and completely trust David Lynch mm -hmm. and fully and completely trust the Twin Peaks uh, you know machine that has been going for whatever 20 something 27 years or whatever yeah. so to just be like okay this is a well-oiled machine this guy is knows just what he wants he's paying like razor sharp attention to everything and just to completely trust him i remember like when we did that when i went out to get the from the mail truck you know and i was sort of kind of swaggery like i said i mean it, i think it was my first uh scene that we shot you know that whole mm. sequence and um and i remember i was sort of like kind of bouncing around a little bit like i'm cocky mm. and david's like no no john no this is a you're committing a federal offense <laughs> <laughs> and, and, that, and the efficiency of that it's like okay i know exactly what to do with that this is a i'm committing a federal offense i will behave as if i'm committing a federal offense so there's just a there's a there's a freedom and not there's a real freedom in sort of having the combination of very little information and complete trust in the person that's uh, directing you. Yeah, nice. 
Yeah, and I, it's, I don't know what it is. It is, it's about your timing, but it's also like your movement. I feel like there's something, I don't know why I just, I just thought of it, but he almost reminded me in some ways of Jack Nance. Like Jack Nance could just play and his hand motion and just the way he, yeah. he moved. And I don't know, John, there's something about you too and, and the way you portray J uh, Chad that is, it's just unbelievable. That's very kind of you. I, I That means a lot. Thank you. And you know, you unfortunately, you know, uh, uh, Robert Forrester just passed away, and I, I guess we were just wondering, like, what was it like working with him? It was, it was. Uh, I mean, I, I'm still trying to process it. Yeah. It's, um, I mean, I lived with him, right? Like we were in the same hotel. We would have oh. sit, I sat there and had breakfast with him. You know, just the two of us. And uh, it's, I, I, you know, I, I don't, I don't really have the words mm. uh but but i'll just tell you a couple of things that maybe kind of can tell you something about him uh and the first is that when i showed up there he said oh all right uh um that's this thing we're doing today hang on a second i got something i have something for you i gotta go find it and he goes and he gets like this letter opener these great mm. little sort of like letter openers that he was giving to the cast it was a cast gift mm. and he wanted to make sure that i got mine and it's you know i mean it's like this simple little thing but it's incredibly meaningful like that thing sits at my desk and is and, and you know and he kind of knew that right he knew that mm. th this is a way this is something that you would use you'll use a letter opener right it's mm -hmm. it's yeah. uh useful so that's one thing and then the second thing is um just sort of professionally this is probably something that'll stay with me you know forever just as an artist as an actor um is is there's a i think um the first time you see Chad, he's leaning against a desk, right? And he's, mm -hmm. and I think that's like one of the last things we shot, actually. But uh, he wants to make, Chad wants to make sure that he's getting credit for this arrest that's happened, right? Mm -hmm. and, uh, and so he's like, I did that. That was mine, right? And so it's just a simple little line where I just had to say, oh, yeah, I arrested that guy. He's was a, was a DUI. He blew a point two zero. You know, could barely find his nose mm -hmm. in front of his face or whatever the line is. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, you know, I, I have some learning issues and I, I, I sometimes swap things around and then just like it's stuck there. And I could not say I kept saying 2.0 and I get done. I get to the point I'd say 2.0. I did it like three times in a row. And it's at a certain point, I just walked out into the middle of the room and I looked over at David and I was like, I don't what the fuck is happening. I don't even know what's going on. And he's laughing. You know, he's like, ah, just get back there. You'll get it. And uh, and I'm just going I, you know, so at that point, once you get in your head, it's hard to get out of your head because then all I'm thinking about is just the literal line mm -hmm. and not anything else, right? And so uh, I go and leaning against the, the desk, and I look over, and Bob, Bob goes, um, he goes, see, see the guy blowing into the tube, and I went, oh right, and then Jody. Uh, who you know who plays the the dispatcher right yeah um jody jody like looks over the two of them are looking at me and she looks over and she sort of puts her fingers up to her mouth and like like blows you know and just so quietly like the two of them just it was oh. very intimate it was just the three of us right and just and i was like i felt completely supported by those guys and i felt complete and it was bob you know that mm -hmm. sort of was like John needs to be John needs to be grounded right now, and he's not grounded. And that this will, you know, he did what he could to ground me, and it worked. You know, next next take, wow. perfect. That's the one. You know, that's so cool. Yeah, it's a good story. Yeah. Oh. 
Yeah, it's funny. You don't always hear about that, that the support from another actor like that, but that's so cool. I mean, he was magnificent, absolutely, completely humble and supportive and down to earth. And uh, yeah, I'm most certainly a better actor having worked with him, mm. for sure. You've worked with a lot of innovative directors, especially uh, I'm thinking of David and then also Quentin Tarantino helped you get your Oscar nomination. Yes, he did. What, what are the differences in those two? Uh, they're both uh, generous to actors. They're both very helpful. They uh, they make sure that you've got what you need. They make sure that you uh, understand the set and uh, and and you know sometimes you're under time constraints, so you contribute to their getting their day's work done. And uh, and I'm sure that that's an appreciation that the director gets from actors he uh, hires again and again. We know it's all top secret until uh, the next few weeks play out. But thank you and good luck with it. Thank you, sir. So what do you take away from this experience? It seems, I mean, like, the show is over, but it seems like you've gone to some of these Twin Peaks events and you still seem to be uh, very involved with the community in some ways. What, what, what do you take with you now that Twin Peaks is over? You know, I, I don't... I think it's, it's, like, it's like being in a family. It's like you can't leave. I mean, you can, mm -hmm. you can avoid your family, but you can't leave the family, right? I mean, yeah. you cannot visit with them. But, right. So I, I, I am, for you know, like it or not, and I like it, I love it, uh, I am part of the Twin Peaks family. Hmm. And, and it's uh, rewarding. You know, it's, I mean, it's a, I think it's like, I don't know what it's like. The, fan, the fans are um you know and i and as a fan myself i mean i'm speaking for myself as well i think there's something i can't put my finger on it the closest thing is maybe like star trek or something mm -hmm. uh the sort of the amount of just what that show does for us in terms of the the mythology and the you know the sort of um uh you know the metaphors and the the things that it sort of how it sort of relates to our lives and kind of you know aids us in understanding our existence i i just mm. think you know a, a lot most art does that on some level but there's just something about twin peaks that is very very special in that way and i just you know i just feel incredibly grateful to be a part of it so it's almost like it's almost like when you know when george calls and he goes hey i'm going you know or, or no it was uh, amy amy shields like yeah i'm going over to the la comic con you should come over with me <laughs> and uh, i called george too and i'm like george you want to go yeah let's go and so we like just went of course because it's like i don't know how much money we're going to make if we're going to make anything or yeah. you know I, I don't like those big crowds like that i didn't like the san diego comic con but the idea of hanging out with those two was worth it right mm -hmm. because and it was. It was most certainly worth it, like seeing those two. You know? That's so cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Was well, there anything else you want to share about working on Twin Peaks before we let you go? It just it feels very. Somebody, a showrunner from a from a show, said to me, um, "Hey, this is this is one of those shows that will is is lasting. You know, you're now a part. You're a part of something. Yeah. I remember him saying mm -hmm. that. You're now a part of something, and it's like you can do shows and you can." you know be on a show or whatever but what he was saying was that twin peaks you know you're a part of something mm. and uh and i and i i agree with him it's um i'm still gaining an understanding of that you know yeah yeah even, definitely. even, even now it just continues to you know it continues and like the and the opportunity 
you know, that you're giving me right now to sort of revisit and talk about it is, uh, uh, is a great pleasure, you know, and yeah. privilege for me. So thank you for reaching out. All right. Thank you, John Paracello, for being on the show and being part of the Twin Peaks Unwrapped book. We, we appreciate it immensely. You're, you're um, an amazing person. And as Shelly would say, you were always cool. And if you like this interview, there's a lot more interviews we've got in our book, Twin Peaks Unwrapped, that you can get through Blue Rose Mag, or you can get on Amazon. There's the Kindle version that's uh, with color photos. And it's, uh, you know, we say it really is limited, limited supplies. We're not, we're not reprinting this book. It's, it's, the idea was really that this would be a celebration for the 30th anniversary. This is the year to celebrate Twin Peaks, and this is something that we're, we're sharing with the community. Right. So get your copy today. So, Ben, people can follow us on Twitter. How has Twitter been? Twitter's awesome. I mean, it's been, I mean, really, it's been that place to kind of share things that we're doing at home. <laughs> I think that's kind of fun to say, what, are, what is other people doing at home? Or just a way to uh, communicate and, and a way to say, hey, let's go do cast together on Fridays to do the twin, watch Twin Peaks together, or just like check out a photo, or what what new thing new thing did you guys get? It's a great place just to be. Yep. And yeah, Facebook, how is Facebook? I never, how is Facebook been? It's it's going good. Um, getting a lot of uh, likes, a lot of uh, my fireplace <laughs> ad got a lot of attention, which was great. Uh, people really seem to like that. So I might have one coming out later in the next couple of weeks. I'm working on. Now I shared I shared last week. I I put the audio at the beginning of the show. But it doesn't do it justice. It doesn't do it justice just to hear you at the fireplace. People really have to go check out on YouTube or on Facebook or Twitter. I'm sure you can find your uh, fireplace chat there that you did. And I hope you'll do more of them. Yeah. And there's little Easter eggs in, in the framing of there, of little Easter eggs of Twin Peaks, which is kind of fun. And my next one will be the same way. And you can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, listen to us on iTunes, give us that five-star review. I have to thank everybody who listens to our show on iTunes. I mean, in different countries, we're in the, always in the top 10, which amazes me every week. That we're always in the top 10 of, of TV and film and interviews, which is just really cool. So thank you very much for supporting the show. And we're on Spotify, basically on all your favorite podcast places at this point. And you can give us an email at twinpeaksunwrapped at gmail.com. With all that being said, Ben, we will see everybody in maybe a week or two. Maybe a week or two, right. Take care. Chad, you know you're uh, not supposed to be eating lunch in the conference room. This lunch is mine. We donuts here, like all the time. I'm telling you, better count your days. Cause I've got room for two entrees and garmon, garmon, garmabosi. Uh, alright. I'm running things here at the jail. Don't snitch on Richard. Your mail. So run and tell all the freaks that I'm the law here in Twin Peaks. If they say it's Andy Brandon, I can tell you that they're wrong. 
Yeah. 